everybody, welcome to Lessons of Life. And these are the lessons of life I've learned in my life once I realized there were higher principles involved, the laws of mind. And then I started correlating my entire life to those laws of mind. And it started having more understanding of what is going on uh, with myself and therefore improving my life, making it better, and making it better for others. So uh, today I was going to talk about vanity and this is something that most people don't understand because uh, they think they're being, you know, selfless they're giving to others, but underneath it is, you know, it's vain. There's vanity involved. Okay, and it's one of the commandments. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. And vain, the word vanity literally means vapor or breath. And it also means meaningless, emptiness, and futility. They're nothing. They're illusions that your vanity brought into play. And you attribute others with being vain, therefore you are. And that's a tough one to swallow for me, you know, because I didn't think I was being vain, but I was. So I'll give you an example of vanity in action. Okay, and God bless the celebrities because it's their role to teach us, and very publicly, uh, and you gotta you gotta really feel for them. But uh, Carly Simon had an affair with Warren Beatty, who was the hot stuff at the time, and they broke up. And a song came out, "You're So Vain," the song at the beginning of this podcast. She, uh, everyone thought it was about, you know, Warren Beatty. Of course, you're picking up on what she thinks. And so, because she's the one who saw the vanity and took it so far as to write a song about it and sing it, her song did very well because it was supposed to happen and she was supposed to give the message. You know, look at this, this is, this is vanity and listing all that stuff out. But then um, she herself suffered stage fright and had terrible time getting in front of audiences. And she did meet the love of her life, you know, but um, and overcame the stage fright. But she suffered with that for a while while Warren Beatty, who was just being confident continued to have wonderful movies, great roles, you know, all the women he wanted, everything that could, he could possibly want, he got, and finally met the woman of his dreams, and he retired while she continued to be the great actress that she is, you know, and they had children. He lived the life quietly, wonderfully, a splash for a while in everyone's eyes. 
nor like the lily of the field. But strong, still there, shining, passing on his wisdom. You know, and he doesn't get out there and give his opinion and is he knows. He's a man who walks with God and always has. And his sister, Shirley McLean, is just like him. You know? And she's amazing. So when you look at these things, you can see that um, oftentimes it's vanity. And you're being vain if you're not getting your desires. Because God gives you all the desires of your heart. If you are humble, if you realize you're not doing this, God does it. And I give thanks to God and praise to God because God knows I don't do it. He writes the greatest stories ever. He's the greatest actor ever. Yes, I am the greatest actor ever because God is the greatest actor ever. He's the one who gave me this talent. He gave me all this. He gave me all this. It's an illusion. It's a dream. Okay? Not just for you, but for everybody. Alright? So, you don't worry about the outside world. You let it be. It'll change. It's cooking. Your thinking is cooking. You're saying that out loud? It's on the stove, baby. It's in the oven. So, you know, you're not to worry about yourself. You're to accept yourself, words and all. And I am grateful and thankful. I have a perfect body to express my love for life in. And I'm just grateful I can breathe. Because without the breath of life, there is no life. Without the breath of life, there is no word. You know, there's no words to be spoken. Nothing. I'm grateful to be alive. Okay, I'm supposed to keep the garden weeded, watered, okay, and telling my plants how beautiful they are, which is all the people, you know. And a lot of people say, well, they're just stuffed animals. But they look down on them as stuffed animals. And no, they're living, breathing people. Just like living, breathing plants and living, breathing cows and dogs and all the other things that are living and breathing in this world, which is everything. Some with very slow breath and some with a lot bigger breaths. You know, just because that's the way it is. That's the nature of their being. And it's vanity that drives desires. Okay? You're being vain. You're being vain. And this comes from Solomon. It's all over the Bible, right and left. But the foundation is what Solomon states, which is what Shakespeare said. It's much ado about nothing. Okay, it's vapor, it's bullshit, it's the big lie, it's whatever you want to call it. 
and it's important to understand that you know it just feels big to you it feels insurmountable to you but during the day you're to be you know you're in the objective world so you refuse to take them seriously you know you're it appears to be haughtiness if you're vain it appears to be narcissism it appears to be these things okay but it's not they're beautiful expressions of God and if there's abominations in there you let him handle it okay because we made them and he's in their hearts too and you bless them and you love them okay you forgive them every time it enters into your consciousness no nobody acts like that nobody steals elections nobody does that it's the most ridiculous thing in the world you know you're being vain you know when you blame others or you worry about others and this really is the root of all evil okay it really is and Proverbs 16 states that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. But vanity rarely listens to warnings. Okay, you think it's other people. I know that was true in my own life. You know, it's them. They've got the problem. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and next thing you know, I'm out of my bed. No job. It was me being vain. You know? thinking I knew it all and they're just wrong and they're trying to hurt the institution and all the other stuff you make up you're trying to hurt me well no no you know it's not that at all this is so you learn don't be vain okay that is the root of all evil so if you've been forgiven and revising and all this other stuff, okay, and you've been dreaming of being with your sweetie and it ain't happening and it appears they're moving on in life, well, it's time, you know, to forgive them for showing you their vain, that they think they mean more or less, that Unless they get everybody's attention, it's not worth it. And even then, it's not worth it. Vanity. Okay. I forgive them for showing me I believed he was vain. And that means I was vain. You know, I was being vain. And I took it out on him. Or vice versa. You know... A lot of people think narcissism or you know abuse and all that is um, seen as narcissistic and you know you're smelling your own farts uh, they're wildly successful or beautiful you know but when you try to make things happen in your own way then that's vanity okay it is 
Now, this is what's been taught to a lot of people through Neville Gardner's teachings. You go take what you want. You appropriate it, which is true. All of these things are true. But this was his perception. Okay, and he was vain until he was forced to forgive in a vision. But because he was sincere, he was utterly sincere. He truly believed it with all his heart. You know, that the human imagination was God himself. And no, he's not. Okay? You can imagine all day long, but if you're not conscious of it, you're not seeing it. Okay? There's another a whole component there uh, that's part of God. Okay? And he discounted all of it, thinking that's the mind of men. And, you know, no, that's the mind of God trying to work its way out. Just like you, Neville. And God bless him. He was wonderful. He got our imaginations going. Oh, Jesse, but people wrap it around their ego. They're being vain. Okay. It's all love and it's all beautiful and it's all perfect and whole and complete. And the root of all of this is love. Okay, and we denied love. We judged it. We became vain. Okay, we became vain. We ate that fruit. This is the dream in learning how to become divine. Okay, there's nothing wrong and everything is perfect. You get to experience whatever you want here. And this is where vanity gets confused. And that's why you just imagine the end. Because you don't get to say how it's going to be done. It's God's will being done. Your higher self. And he's the higher self for everyone. He's divine love. And when he tells you via your imagination, you know, something crazy. Like Fiddler on the Roof. You know, Tebby, getting the dream. You go, you tell your wife that you had this vision, you know, of her sister-in-law and blah, 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 blah. And he did it. Didn't waver. Just went and did it and everything worked out. You know, was he supposed to lie? No. Did he argue with himself about it? No. He knew God told him to go do it. And that's the point. Even when it's freaking crazy. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. That's my job. I'm going to do that. And it's going to all work out. And you can force it with your vanity. But eventually it's going to bite your ass. It's going to stop working. Because you should rise in consciousness. And understand who is doing it. And that's why people's techniques stop working. Okay. You're being vain. And, you know, don't feel bad. We all do it. <laughs> you forget it. You forget it. You move on. Okay? There's nothing. Nothing more beautiful than love. You know? And to reject it. And to keep rejecting it. That's not okay. It's like my husband says, you know. Um, it's okay to make a mistake. 
it's just not okay to keep doing it. You gotta learn. Okay, so you gotta learn. So you learn. The outside means nothing if you're not breathing. Okay, you can't take it with you. It means nothing. So I hope this helps. That is the crux of the biscuit. Everything here is the divine present. Everything. Okay. And he presents all this stuff to us. But it can all go away in an instant. You know, he gives life. He takes it away. And you don't attach yourself to things or people. They all have their own part to play. You know, and you detach. And you move on. You move forward. You do what you got to do. So if you want to be financially safe and secure, you claim it. I am financially safe and secure. I'm free. I'm handing my financial affairs over to the Christ. And I go free. You know? And same thing with the boyfriend, girlfriend, that kind of thing. There's nothing you can do about it. Except the circumstances. Alright? I accept. I did this. I thought this. You know, it certainly taught me to fear the name of God. You know? And it doesn't matter if I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. As long as that person that I thought was that in my life is happy. God bless them. You know, and spouses. You see them as the best. That they're successful. That they have God's riches. You see them as good. As a perfect expression of God. Okay, this is what's important. To bring our brothers home. And if you focus on that instead of yourself. Okay, then everything comes to you. And you fill up your own barns. Meaning you must be happy and in love with life before you can spread life. You must be understanding and wise in the ways of the Lord, which is the principle. There's only one. And if you want loving, kindness, generosity, admiration, and respect, then you treat yourself that way. And I don't mean getting your nails done every once in a while and that kind of thing. You do that because you enjoy it. Because you like it. Okay. It, that's stuff to do. Alright. No. My husband's the best. My George is beautiful. He's a perfect expression of God. Divine love is in there, man. Just rocking and rolling. There's no walls that can hold back divine love. None. You know? She moves through me. She touches me. She rips out everything that is not like her. She is the great law of attraction. She wipes it out. You know? Everyone is such a beautiful expression of God. You know, 
this place is amazing. Because this place is God's mind. Okay, and the mind of man melding together, becoming one. And vanity is an enemy of the spirit and must be constantly brought to the cross and crucified. This is in Galatians and Romans, and it's the story of Jesus, the story of you. Okay? And, you know, vanity is about your individual perception, and it means nothing. Okay? You're playing a role. You're playing that perception, and you can change it. All right, you can change it. You know, so it, it's not making excuses like they were saying. Um, a lot of these people, you know, that you say one thing, it's really you're saying one thing and you're doing another. You know, I know I shouldn't, but, you know, but there's people who've wrapped these laws around themselves. And in the process, you know, they're vain. Because they see life objectively. When you begin to see life subjectively, you start to realize none of that matters. Okay? I wouldn't want others to see me as homeless or orphaned or widowed. You know, so I will raise them up in my consciousness to being happy, getting the best, whatever that may be. It's not for me to know what their best is and their good. God knows. I just see them as better and I'm not going to listen to that. And I'm certainly not going to listen to that about myself, you know, because I want to give that life. You know, so what ends up happening if you're still being vain, then they get it and you don't. So you have to get rid of your vanity. That means worrying about your body, worrying about yourself, worrying about this, worrying about that, worrying about... Who cares? Screw it. I'm a perfect expression of God. I got a whole lot of love to give. You know, and I'm going to give it. You know, I'm going about my Father's work. I'm wishing everybody happiness and the best, that they make it the greatest things in life. That aren't we all such a beautiful, loving, wonderful family? We may not like the way each other thinks, but we still love each other. We still defend each other. We, you know, put our backs up against each other and help each other. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for being you.